Welcome to the Working Moms Nurturing Giftedness Show, where every Monday we maximize our exceptional child's potential while minimizing our stress, guilt, and exhaustion. Hi, I'm Dr. Leslie Jensen Inman, CEO, speaker, and mama of two gifted and challenging kiddos. If you're a smart working mom raising an exceptional child, I invite you to get the support you need to nurture your child's learning and development. We'll explore what it takes to keep up with our gifted child while having our own careers. Woohoo! All of this with no guilt, shame, and no judgment because we're smart working moms and really we have no time for those self-limiting thoughts, although they tend to sneak in, don't they? Let's work together and maximize our potential and our children's too. So this week, I want to talk about something that I think many of us need to hear. I might need to listen to this later and hear it myself. So three words, and they're not I love you, although maybe we need to hear those more too. But here they are. You are enough. Just in case you need to hear them again, you are enough. Quite frankly, you are likely more than enough. I've just been thinking about this a lot this week. So we're still, as of this recording, we are still in a pandemic and there are still no vaccines for children under the age of five. So I've seen headlines basically all week that keep saying that parents with children under the age of five are basically drowning. I don't know, maybe it's like we're on fire and we're drowning, drowning emotions in work and in life. And it just kind of keeps getting worse. And every time I would read a headline, I'd just be like, yeah, duh. Like every one of these articles, it just seems so obvious to me. This is, uh, isn't anyone paying attention? Of course we feel this way. It's, you know, being a parent and juggling all these things, being a mom and doing this is, is so hard. Did you see that with, there was a thing where like a bunch of moms got out like in social distance with their mask on and stuff. It was like 20 of them showed up to be outside and just scream together this is where we've gotten to. And that actually sounds like an amazing thing. I just, uh, maybe I should organize that in my neighborhood. I think we could all use a little scream time. I mean, the kids get to do it. They get to have their big feelings. We talk about this all the time. And our gifted and exceptional children, we allow that to happen all the time. But us, we don't. Another mom I know, she just had to get in the car and drive someplace and her call for help to be just heard is just we're at the point of it's a little scary so if you're in a scary dark place please reach out to your support group if you have one if you don't find some help we all none of us are alone even though it feels like we are alone all the time probably even if you're in a house filled with people sometimes it can feel very alone so definitely make sure to stay in touch with whoever you need to, to feel grounded. You are enough stuff. Um, See, I've been fighting a migraine all week and I've actually, I've been winning the battle until recently. That's why I'm recording this with the lowest light setting and I might be a little, hopefully my words will come out good because 
sometimes when I have migraines, my words get a little twisty. So we'll see what happens. Um, but it's been really hard to function. And any of you that have migraines or deal with chronic pain, the whole you are enough stuff, like it just, I mean, it's like another layer, it's another layer of how can I be enough when I don't even get to show up as the person I want to be? How do I get to, I don't get to show up as the person I envision myself to be. I don't get to show up as the mom I thought I'd be. I don't get to show up as the person I hoped I'd be, the one that other moms think I should be, the one that my kids hoped I'd be, the one my spouse thinks I could or should be, the one society pressures me to be, right, in so many different ways. I mean, just like everyone has this idea of who I should be. I probably am the harshest on myself, and I probably let other people's in, right? We let them in. And no matter how much we say, no, I'm not going to. It's these times when we're already, our our protective shields are already so worn down that it's very easy to feel like we are not enough. But we are. And we need to look, this is, this is my, this is my suggestion. This is what I'm doing this week when I am not feeling like I am enough. I'm showing up. I'm showing up even though I'm not the best version of myself. I'm showing up even though there's been way more screen time than I'd like for the kids to have or for me to admit. But I keep showing up. I'm showing up with my eyes closed, with my, <laughs> with wearing sunglasses, where, with wearing an eye mask, with hiding under a pillow, but I'm there. I am also staying away when I have to, because I need to protect myself too. But I am making sure that my kids are safe and loved, because that's what my job is, to keep them safe and loved. Everything else is icing. That's what I keep reminding myself. And we do right now, we, we homeschool our kids and we do it more like unschooling. But you are enough and having faith in unschooling is a, it is a definite journey. And it's an interesting thing for someone who actually was a professor, is an institutional director of a school she created, right? I have a doctorate in learning and leadership. And it, but this is where we are in our journey. Our kids, this is what they need. And so we're showing up in this way. But am I enough? I often wonder. And so I, I, I'm looking for the little wins. There's some little wins, like our two and a half year old. She was just telling me the other day, I'm bringing the humongous pillow to my bed, right? And, and I, since she's our second child, I often take it for granted that the word humongous is not something every two-year-old talks about or like the concepts she pulls together. They just seem like very normal. And then I realize that it isn't average. I don't the words normal and average. There's so much baggage with them. I hope you all can understand. I'm trying not to have the baggage attached. Anyways, our pediatrician tells us this is not this is not an everyday occurrence. So I'm like, oh, well, there's a win. 
or she put together these whole different sentences or she's moving in her body in a very different way than a typical two-year-old would. And so this evening, when I was putting down um, my six-year-old to sleep, I was really reminded that he's still learning and getting what he needs from me, even when I can't show up in the way that I want, in the way that I hope, the way that I envision, when I'm not showing up as the best version of myself. He was falling asleep tonight and he says, mom, can we have a little chat? <laughs> he says this so sweet. There's no way I could say no, even though the migraine's still there. This was the same kid that I talked about in episode three, where, you know, the, the nonstop talker. So if you haven't heard that, go back. If you have a nonstop talker, there's a great technique in there. It's really simple to use, but I didn't use it in this case because I was okay enough to listen to him. And so he begins to share with me all the kinds of wonderful ideas he has for starting his own podcast and his own YouTube video series. And seriously, like we barely watched screens and stuff before the pandemic, but we did watch some YouTube. There was like this kid that was cooking. It was very cute. And then we watched birds that were at bird feeders. It was very realistic things. And he kind of then and there decided he wanted to be on YouTube, but we pushed back on it. And, but now, man, he really wants to, to do this too. So he talked to me about all different kinds of things about podcast and video things. And it turns out he must be really listening to the things I'm telling him about what I'm working on in my day. And so he talked to me about, you know, backgrounds for video. You know, should there be a physical background or a virtual background? And the cost of equipment. And he was doing the math in his head and it was accurate and it was big numbers. And he talked about why lighting was important, why a good mic was critical. He talked to me about learning how to edit both sound and video. And was that using the same editing software? Was that different? Was that software he could use on his laptop or was he going to need a different laptop? Was he going to borrow mine? I was like, Ooh, I don't want that to happen. But I said, well, I'll have to talk about that. Was he going to have to rent my equipment? Was he going to need to save money for his own equipment? Um, he said he needed to do research and a competitive analysis of existing podcasts with similar topics. When you have gifted kids, the things that come out of their mouths, and he really knows what he's talking about. He's not just regurgitating the things I've said. He also said he really needed to create a good podcast title that wouldn't infringe on an existing trademark and that would still have good SEO, so search engine optimization. And at that point, he just skipped talking because this is where the the exceptional part comes into him. So he like stops talking about this and he just skips topics and he just starts talking to me about how excited he was about starting first grade sometime. He, he just starts going on about first grade. You know, he's in kindergarten. And I asked him, why are you so excited about first grade? And he's like, oh, I can't even put it into words. Just, just, just so much. And I was like, okay, well, what's what's the difference between now as a kindergartner and a first grade? He said, well, he said, well, in first grade, I'll be a big kid. And I was like, okay, well, what does being a big kid mean? He's like, well, I'll get to learn the really hard stuff. <laughs> and I'm thinking, 
man. <laughs> You're understanding marketing and communications better than most of the interns that I hire when we first hired them. And you're six. And they've gone to college and graduated with a degree in this. Oh. But yeah, let's, I'm cool. Let's go, let's be excited about first grade. And then I thought, just maybe, maybe, maybe I am enough. He's doing fine. He is safe and loved. And he is not like any other six-year-old I know. And that's okay. And just like maybe I'm more than enough, it's more than okay that he's not like any six-year-old I know. And so I hope as you are going through your week, if you're having one of those moments where you're wondering, are you enough? Just remember you are. Your job is to love them and keep them safe. Everything else is icing. Everything else is icing, right? Love them, keep them safe. Keep them safe and love them. That's it. And look, look for the little things that remind you that you're doing a good job. It's really easy for us to forget with multi-exceptional and 2E kids that we're doing a good job. Because they're amazing and they're different and they're cool and then they have these moments that can be so filled with bright spots. And then there's other moments that aren't. And those moments can feel so long and so lonely that we forget that we are enough. So just remember you are, you are enough. And join me next Monday. Be sure to subscribe because life can get overwhelming. So we can maximize our exceptional children's potential together. Bye.